Here the old gods are dead. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi. That was a little one. <laughs> we have much to say oh trust you will be dealt with you will be dealt with <laughs> kelly mcdonald count your days McDonald's, you will be dealt with <laughs> so the title of this episode you probably can that this is going to be a bit wisps so we are going to hear we chat a bit brave the pixar acclaimed film mm. it's all right we'll talk a bit in a minute We'll talk a bit in a minute. We'll get in, we'll get her be we'll get her pop culture digest out the out the way first. Yeah. Where ins and outs. Although mine's isn't like pop culture related. Mine's is actually me related. My in this week is that I played badminton. It's a badminton. In. <laughs> <laughs> because in <laughs> Well, I'm one of the people not if you like on like an exercise hype but like every time like i go running i'll do it for like a week and then i'm like right mm-hmm. or like i can't go to a gym so every time that i exercise it has to be something like Game it has life. to it has to be f- fun and i have to spend a lot of money on it for it to be necessary because i used mm-hmm. to roller skate and now i play badminton and i've got really bad carpal tunnel mm-hmm. so that's why i lost <laughs> <laughs> i did win one game I won, this retcon this retcon she didn't have carpal tunnel until after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a wrist brace. It, it was have, actually that. It was she actually that. She would have gone part. professional had it not been for her carpal tunnel. Mark yeah, I'm making that my whole personality shape this week is that I've got carpal tunnel. <laughs> and it's really holding me back. Self-diagnosed <laughs> carpal tunnel, that's like a new one. <laughs> for me, it's a new one. These are the other things that I self diagnose myself with. Maybe I should get. Maybe I should get off TikTok. <laughs> the girls who get it, get it. <laughs> oh, another in bodies, bodies, bodies. I guess. Oh, I I went to see bodies, 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 which is a Gen Z f- slasher film. I really liked it. Pete Davidson is in it. it. Other people are in it. Um, Rue for the Hunger Games is in it. I can't remember her name. It escapes Amanda. me. Amanda Steinberg. Steinberg. Aye, she she was good in it. It was really good. There's, it's like a, it's written by and directed by Gen Z and millennials. I assume, Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like poking fun 
at people who are well, mining Liam's age. Um, and there's a bit, not going to spoil any what happens, but there is a character who has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's her Gen it's Z very stereotype. Hard. <laughs> that's her Gen Z stereotype. And she goes on this, like, wee monologue where she's like, it's very hard. You have to, like, get a Google calendar and book guests. And I was like, fuck. She was hell. Like, my, so valid for that. And my head was in my hands. And my girlfriend was, like, laughing at me. I was like, I like I can that I'm a Gen Z stereotype, but I didn't really can that podcasts fell into that. <laughs> targeted harassment. No, because the most <laughs> most people I know that have podcasts are like older millennials with nothing to say. Yeah. No offense to them. That felt but... pointed. I know who you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Though there's like people uh, from this city, from this city that I have heard. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a breather for a second. Two one funny FaceTime call and went, we should buy mics. That was no, gonna, no, no gonna get me the origin <laughs> stories in this podcast, but <laughs> not us dragging other people and it's like literally just narcissism of small differences. <laughs> literally, literally. Okay, my in this week is uh Real Housewives franchises. I have been consuming that shit to no end. So I recently caught up with Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which is like Real Housewives All-Stars, which is when they take different housewives from different franchises and they put them all on a girls trip. But this time it was called Ex-Wives Club. So it's all ones that are no longer current housewives. So it was nice to get a catch up on all of them. And it was the it was literally one of the most bizarre things I have ever seen. Like none of these people should be friends. None of them, not even like, no two together should be friends, um, as was told by the drama. And I think that's why they chose this cast, to be fair. Um, but what, what, them... what, what does one need to be, like, annexed for the real housewife? How do you become an ex-wife? Well, one of them, Phaedra, lied in a very defamation law case, lawsuit kind of way mm. about another one. So it's oh. bad. Although sometimes they literally, like, physically hit each other on Housewives of Atlanta and, like, nothing happened. Anyway, uh, Brandy... Uh, Glanville, an ex-wife from Beverly Hills, she was on it, and she accused a woman of being a lesbian, <laughs> like one of one of the caterers of being a lesbian. And then Phaedra asked her, "What made you think the woman was a lesbian?" And she goes, "Her eyebrows." <laughs> valid, very valid. Me when Taylor Swift speaks. <laughs> it just it got to me because I was like, I say that. <laughs> you text me that. And then went, no, but this makes sense because of you, because of your girlfriend, and then because of another lassie that we can. And your ex-girlfriend and her girlfriend. T. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then the producer asks her in the confession sort of area, they're like, so what is a lesbian eyebrow? And she's like, when I see them, I'll tell you. <laughs> I bet the woman that she accuses of being a lesbian is, is a queer woman. Yeah, I mean, she had a husband, which was the, the the problem, but like that doesn't mean anything really. At the end of the day, speaking of Taylor Swift, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you Taylor, that. if you're listening, please, please send us <laughs> tickets. <laughs> <laughs> send us tickets to the midnight listening midnights. Is it midnight or midnights listening party? Midnights. I, don't know. I bought obviously because I'm a Swiftie and she's my favorite capitalist. I bought like 
Ken House, they send you emails, marketing emails. Yeah. It was like pre-order now. And then I pre-ordered the first version because I was like, I didn't do that with Folklore and I live to regret it. I got a special version of Folklore and I hate it. I just wish Mm. I got the original one. And then she released like all the sexy pictures that were on the new versions of the vinyl. And I was like, great, now I've got the ugly one. (laughs) And now she's like, buy all four. It turns into a clock. I'm like, you're fucking... (laughs) That's smart. She should be studied. Like, she what? should be studied. Her marketing techniques should be studied. Well, she knows the lesbian demographic. They love, like, interior design shit. A clock? Are you for real? I like, it's it's for the maximalists. Like, like you're I jo- can't you're, wait to see it. You're joking about it, but then it's like, I will see that in your room one day, so... <laughs> you probably will. Like, as soon as I win the lottery the night, which is, like, the Euro Millions, 153 every, million. every week. And I say, yeah, yeah, manifesting it, I will win the lottery. Um, and my out this week is my poverty. I will be winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will be getting that clock. You've got to buy all the different like part, like the wall mounts for each vinyl, and then the clock part in the middle. And I think they like just the clock parts like sixty quid. Like, Shut her, up. and folk will buy it. Like she, like mine. Earlier the day we were talking about how Lana Del Rey makes really solid albums. And then yeah. for the last two or three songs, they're a bit weak. And it's yeah. because they're filler songs because her record label want her to make a double yeah. LP. It's so annoying. Like, it's so annoying because, like, Yosemite is always off, obviously supposed to be the end of Chemtrails. And then it would go so nicely into Textbook, which is the start of Lee Lannisters. But then they add in, like, a Wayest Blood song and, like, another two. And I'm like, was it necessary? If anybody listening has like a favorite artist who um, whose main def- demographic buy vinyl, you you would notice that like if they've made a double LP, there'll be weaker songs in it. Whereas yeah. if if it's somebody who just makes like normal music, doesn't care what platform it goes onto, they'll hear a really solid album that might be like under ten songs, and it'll just be on like a single LP. I want that. Lana Del Rey's like they know they, they know. work hard. They work hard to sell the vinyls, and I they buy every single pay one Jack of them. Antonoff. <laughs> they need to pay him. All of the proceeds from the uh, from the double album go to feeding Jack Antonoff in Lana Del Rey's basement. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like that is quite a long pop culture take that we went on there. Like half our listeners who like are not <laughs> are not until Lana Del Rey or Taylor Swift have tuned it. To all the straight men, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're so sorry. To all three um, of you. My out this week. My out working in retail. <gasps> Finally, I'm free. free. I got my um, new job. I will be commuting every day to Edinburgh, but it's worth it. I'm doing something I want to do, and I don't have to deal with the general public. So. And you don't have to live in Edinburgh. <laughs> exactly. I win on. <laughs> I win on every account here. To be fair, I was in Edinburgh yesterday. Queen's, Queen's funeral. I was there. Uh, Were you? Uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> I, <laughs> you were there for something else. Let's be. I serious. was. I was. No, but I just went to visit because I was like, oh, the trains are like back to the fast train. <laughs> so I was like, I'll go see Isabel. So Queen. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of horrible accents, not Isabel Edinburgh. <laughs> 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 no, Kelly McDonald's for Glasgow actually, which makes us oh. even worse. Yeah. So 
obviously for pseudo research this week, we both watched Brave, and I have notes. They were and brave. It, it did. It did come out like er, ten years ago, eh? And technically, yeah. Merida is not a like real Disney princess because she's like a Pixar, Pixar princess. Whatever. People love to stipulate that. Annie's so, <laughs> so it's Merida princess played by Kelly McDonald, our mum's Emma Thompson, who has a quite a good Scottish accent because I think her mum was a Scottish act- actress. And then Billy Connolly is the dad. My first note right off the bat in my notes app that I was writing during my watch is Kelly McDonald has the voice of someone who has used a stagecoach bus. <laughs> <laughs> Billy she, Connolly's accent, thick Scottish accent, it fits. Emma Thompson's nice wee Highland sing-songy accent fits. And then just, I liked it. I felt Yeah, I really liked it. But like Kelly MacDonald, I have an actress friend, Isla. You may recall feel like that one ad she did. Um, but I say this to her all the time. Anytime Isla acts, <laughs> she's got like a Kelly MacDonald accent. And now I'm just calling it the Kelly MacDonald schooly acting because all young <laughs> Scottish women just immediately start to talk like Kelly MacDonald when they act. But it's just, I could, anything Merida or Kelly MacDonald said, I had to repeat it. Yeah. It's if like you a had runner. chance to change your feet, would you? That is exactly what it's like. I was like, this bitch cannot possibly be fade like Loch Ness, which is what they're making it look like. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was confused in terms of like geography, let's be real, and accents. Also, any man that speaks in it, especially Billy Connolly's character, he plays the dad, his mannerisms and everything. There's a bit where they're like sitting around a, a dinner table and they're all talking to each other well they're all arguing basically and it's very much like that scene for shrek 2 like (laughs) even the way that billy conley's character like puts his arm on the table and stuff and i'm like he's just shrek like i think the like whole like pixar the pixar team watched shrek and went they whitewashed "Hmm." shrek let's be real literally (laughs) literally (laughs) but every male character in it is just shrek (laughs) billy conley goat though also Meredith's a lesbian let's talk about it She's a lesbian. She is a lesbian. That's all we're going to say on it. (laughs) There's no much else to say. Like, yeah, people say like Elsa first uh, Disney princess who is gay, and like, um, actually, Brave came out first, and people are like, that's Pixar, and I'm like, well, Elsa's a queen, so like, neither of us are right, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I also did make a note. Oh well, before that, the Merida has wee triplet brothers. This is so bad. This actually feels like this feels racist almost. They're called Hamish, Hubert, and Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cara, you know Cara, yeah. that was on the pod. Um, viewers, listeners, you know Cara that was on the pod. She has three brothers. Two of them are twins, uh, and they're called Callum, Fergus, and Connor. So like. <laughs> He gets kind of the same vibe. My, my pal's cousins, there's three of them, and they're named Isla, Ross, and Lewis. Nice. That's good, eh? That is But good. Hamish, Hubert, and Harris. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Could as well have just called them Hamish, Haggis, and Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Hamish, Haggis, and her bagpipe. <laughs> I would like to say the most exciting note that I've got in this is I think it's the part where Merida is in the witch's cottage or whatever. Like, obviously, like as a princess film, a spell is cast. Anyway, there's a chessboard that appears. 
and it's the fucking Lewis yes. Chessman. They're based on the Lewis Chessman. I went mental. I was watching it with my girlfriend. And I was like, oh my God, it's the fucking you Lewis Chessman. Yeah. <laughs> I like the bit where they, she puts the potion in the thing and the witch starts speaking Gaelic. Like she starts putting them all in. Ah, uh, like yeah, I noticed that. That that was cool. There is like cool, but it's a very weak film until the mum turns into a bear, though. Dipped in the waters of Mother Loch, like she ate. Mother Loch. <laughs> <laughs> she ate. The bear is the best character in the whole film. So funny. Oh, there's oh. a bit where she like claps, like a little queenly clap. <laughs> I rewound it like five times. I've got also got the gift saved to my phone. Yeah, and also the little <laughs> like when she was using the cutlery. <laughs> Queen. Uh, yeah. The horse was cunty as well. I liked his little hairy hooves. What was his name? Douglas or something, probably. Angus. Ah, uh, Angus. I have to say, this is besides brave. This is just girl. something that happened to me in a pub. Oh. I was speaking to a man. You saw a man about a horse. <laughs> no, 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 better than that, better than that. So I was speaking to a guy in a pub and he was really upset and he was talking about how his dog had died this, like in the past week and stuff like that and he was showing us pictures of his dog and stuff like that and I, we had been talking for like an hour and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry I've not introduced myself, I'm Rebecca, what's your name? And he was like, Douglas and I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh. And like, my girlfriend was next to me and she was like grabbing my leg, she was like, Denny, Denny, Denny. And I was like, literally, like, in every group chat that I have been, like, I am at a pub right now with a man who's crying over his D-Dug and his name's Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to end this segment. <laughs> like, I think. That's the spooky hole for today. <laughs> Aye, that's in place of the spooky hole. But... We'll we'll take a wee break as per, and then we'll come back and we'll actually talk about wisps, which is why we watched Brave in the first place. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, the West, hey, loads of different names around the world, but in the Highlands of Scotland, they're called Spunkies, and for a very obvious reason, and because it's what I can them as, I'm just going to call them Willy the Wisps or Wisps. So, for ages, wisps have appeared as a ghostly lantern light or as a glowing spirit of the dead, which is seen in the distance by travellers that, if followed, would eventually lead them to their doom. The term will of the wisp comes from wisp, which means a bundle of sticks or paper which can be used as a torch. And then the will is like the first name will. So, it's like mm. William of the wisp. No, I can't be the only one. And I think you might be with me. And I reckon if it's Brave that confused me, or I used to watch like the cartoon Willy the Wisp. But I thought that the will or the wisp was like the will. Like I what the will no. wants. It's like what the wisp wants is to like, I, yeah. bring people to their doom. I thought it was like, yeah, like their like power, basically. Yeah. Like they're, no, they're, it's just like the name forward. William. That's cunty. A million Gaelic names as well. Chinna Sia, which is like fairy light, fairy, mm-hmm. fairy fire, because so last would be fairy fire. Yeah. And then there's like Chinna Sunikin, which is like fox lights or something. But they they all have like various different like origins. But like I just thought it was cunty. <laughs> So the name Jack O'Lantern is also the same as like Will of the Wisp, Jack O'Lantern, Jack of the Lantern. Shut so, up. That yeah, makes sense. It does make sense. Why is it just boys' names though? Like, why is it just some guy? <laughs> why is it no Bex? <laughs> Bex of the Bog. <laughs> Bex of the Bog. Me inserting myself. Um, so why do we call them spunkies in the Highlands? The word spunky comes for the 1530s Scottish mm. word for spark or which ended up being spunk meaning tinder or spark so oh, like a a, a burst which is where the like other I think words we, come from. yeah other words Makes there's sense. an elephant in the room I'm not <laughs> addressing right now but also like what you hear Americans <laughs> say it quite a lot like oh she's so spunky like she's really sp- yeah. stuff like that and everybody in the UK is like mm, that means something else don't here. say that <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen skins <laughs> <laughs> they say it a lot I think that word's like funny fashion thank oh, god, god. I, <laughs> I think it's so vile it does make me feel sick I mean it just seems unhygienic I would like to say though, speaking of Scots words that ended up being dirty, mind that time that I double checked what the etymology queef was, and it's actually a Scottish mm. word. Is it? It's Scots. It's Scots. Yeah, and it's used in like the North of England, but like its roots are in Scots. Queef. Anyway. <laughs> or is it like a um, wind or something? Basically, like, <laughs> as as it sounds, it's one of them. What is it? Onomatopoeia or something? Onomatopoeia. Um. So. Wisps are often found in bogs and moors, so it's no surprise that these spirits are found all over mainland Scotland, Ireland, and then literally the rest of the world. Like, yeah, every single culture has some variation of a yeah. wisp. There's hundreds of names for wisps, and they can change depending on where they are found. Wisps that are found in graveyards are called ghost candles. I think we 
did speak about these briefly in Scottish Customs and Superstitions Part 1. The appearance ghost candles were often said to be seen flickering just above the ground near the home where a person fated to die or along a corpse road where a funeral procession would soon take place gone to a church. Mm. The lights might also be spotted hovering in place where a grave would be dug and in some cases the person who saw the light would soon face death which is similar to like when you see a wisp when you're just out walking it means that your doom's very fastly approaching the name Willie the Wisp has stuck due to its use in folk tales and in these stories typically a man called Will will be doomed to haunt a bog or moor with a light for some evil he has committed during his life my primary source for this whole episode is Catherine Briggs and Encyclopedia Theories <laughs> Bogles and whatever it's called. Every every single folklore episode we have, I'm like, well, time to crack out that PDF that I have. If anybody does want to fund the Creepy Wee Podcast research and buy me a hard copy Catherine Briggs's Fairy Encyclopedia, it's a bit. It's about 150 quid. So <laughs> it'll be a charitable donation. I know at least one of you fuckers is rich. Share the wealth <laughs> or stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> buy our merch or buy this book. <laughs> so. In this book, Briggs tells a story of a man called Will Smith. I'll let that hang in the air. (laughs) Um, Keep your fire out of my wife's fucking bog. (laughs) (laughs) Will is an evil blacksmith. He dies. He's given a second chance at the gates of heaven by St. Peter. And he's sent back to Earth. When he gets back to Earth, he leads such a bad life. He ends up being doomed to wander the Earth as a restless spirit. And he makes a bargain with the devil. And the devil gives him a single burning coal to keep himself warm. Which he then uses to lure travellers into swamps and bogs where I assume they get stuck and they die. So that's how he uses his like... So he he doesn't learn anything he's just like I'm just going to continue on the path that I'm on (laughs) (laughs) this is fun for now (laughs) (laughs) so in European folklore these lights are believed to be the spirits of the dead or fairies or a variety of other supernatural beings which attempt to lead travellers to their demise it's the same no matter where you go Sometimes the lights are believed to be the spirits of the unbaptized or stillborn children flitting in between heaven and hell. And in Sweden, the wisps represent the souls of an unbaptized person, like trying to lure people into the water so that they can baptize them. So it's like no malicious in Sweden. It's kind of like they're trying to like warn people, like come into the water, I'll baptize you. And it's like, oh, sorry, you drowned. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm not qualified for this. Around Europe, Willie the Wisps are said to have marked the location where treasure is buried. So if you see a wisp in the distance and then go to that location and dig, you'll find some treasure. Sometimes in folklore, magical tricks or even a dead man's hand, which is the dried and pickled hand of a hanged man, were required to uncover the treasure. So that's kind of like given like... Seems a Zelda like a puzzle or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's giving Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> wait, are there not wisps in Breath of the Wild or something? I swear. There are in other Zelda games. Like, there's a thing called Pole, which is like a captured spirit in a bottle, yeah. which is very much a wisp. Yeah. I don't know what the Japanese version of wisps are, but I assume that the name is probably Pole or something like yeah. that, because that's what they are in Zelda. It is believed that if you see a wisp and you're wanting to use it to hunt for treasure, that autumn is the best time to watch 
for wisps. So if you just want to go and find some treasure, you should probably get you into the bogs right now. It's a hot time for wisps. Have <laughs> 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 you got any stories about wisps? I do, actually. And I'd like to preface this by saying um, to the Outer Hebrides, thank you for keeping the lights on at the Creepy Wee Podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank you for paying our bills. You're keeping us booked and busy. And we'll be going on a trip soon. So we'll be contributing to your tourist economy, which bangs, by the way. So back in the day, dyeing materials for like your clothes were made majorly of like florals, uh, mosses and lichen on trees. This is because when you boil them, like a, a lot of pigment is like released from them generally. They can be like really bright pink colors or reds or yellows. And in olden times, in Uist and Bambacula, is that how you say it? I've literally never heard a person say it, but like it's between like north and south. I know where it is on a map, but I, I don't know how to say it particularly. So sorry to anyone from there if you're listening. Ladies' bed straw or rue in Gaelic used to grow in like vast expanses in meadows and on the outskirts of marshes. And the flower, both the flower and the root of this plant was popular for dyeing clothes. The flower, when you boiled it, would make a yellow pigment and the roots would make a red pigment. We were very resourceful back in the day. don't know what's happened now, but Scotland kind of on the on the decline, I've got to say. Cottagecore bringing it back. <laughs> Although there's kind of a warning in this story about that, because due to the desirable traits of this plant, um, it was being over-farmed and landlords who <laughs> had to put a ban on harvesting to give the plant time to regenerate so they were kind of doing the green thing so in this one instance landlords were good to any landlords listening i do not apologize for that statement um <laughs> however the vibrant colors that the plant would give were like addictive like it was like people were like i love this color like give me more and they would, <laughs> like so women would like sneak out into the into the mirrors under the cloak of darkness and like start harvesting it again which i love like that's dedication to the bit anyway uh a farmer i believe his name was callum on the island who was he was a nice farmer and he was married to a wife who was pretty evil she was considered a witch as oh. as were most people in scotland back in the day um, <laughs> but um and their young daughter all lived on the island and the daughter decided that she was going to go out at night and collect the forbidden plants for dyeing their clothes and the mum was like if you do that, you'll be carrying your mother's curse and you won't be coming back alive. What the um, fuck? Yeah, I know, right? And the girl didn't listen, but as foreseen, she also did not return. Anyway, shortly after her disappearance, people started seeing a, a chinamore, which is like a, it translates to like big fire, I believe, which is another name for will-o'-wisps. It looked like a small fire in a human chest cavity. And some speculated that the fire was uh, the chest of the farmer, was in the chest of the farmer's daughter. And it was her ghost wandering the marsh land of the island until the end of time because her mum had cursed her. I'm normally like pretty well informed on like Scottish like old wives tales and stuff. But this one I actually got from the Learn Gaelic website. It's like a, there's like a blog part of it. And I do recommend it. You find some like interesting stuff there. And it all has the Gaelic translations on one side and the English on the other side. So I can't recommend the website enough as a resource for anyone who wants to learn Gaelic. Okay, so I'd be remiss if I was to talk about... um. Will-o'-the-wisps. I love saying I would be remiss. I had a biology teacher that used to always like add something and she'd be like, I would be absolutely remiss. And I was like... It is a podcasting trope as well. I feel like you? I do it quite a lot. I would I just be love remiss. It. It's such a fun <laughs> thing to say though. I would be remiss, me and my partner, they're kind of like the same kind of person would say that. 
me and my me partner. My partner and I. <laughs> <laughs> me and my partner would be remiss if we did not mention it. <laughs> anyway, I would actually genuinely be remiss uh, if I didn't mention Robert Burns when talking about <gasps> Will of the Wisps and Spunkies. So you know how he's like often referred to as like Rabbi or Robbie? Mm-hmm. So when he was like writing letters and stuff, he actually didn't really refer to himself as either of those names particularly. He used like a whole plethora of pseudonyms. Like he was a bit of a like he was a cheat. He was like a meme edge lord guy that liked to like just make up shit. And he used to refer to himself as Spunky a lot at the I end. I bet of... he did. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what that word meant in terms of like Will and the Wisp and stuff. Like even though he's not mm-hmm. particularly Highland related per se. He did travel the whole country, like picking up different folklore stories. Stealing. Though, so probably stealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On top of this, like his more like mystical poems, like Addressed to the Deal and Tamushanter, both have mentionings of bunkies by name in it when he's listing various goblins, ghouls, etc. But on top of this, I've also been reading a book called The The Works of Robert Burns and His Life, which is majorly the the life part of it is written by Alan Cunningham, who's another Scottish poet in his own right, of a similar era, a couple couple of years after, like maybe a generation behind. Cunningham basically scoured all of uh, Burns's private journals and unreleased works and stuff and, and letters to other people. And one of the little anecdotes that he has about Burns in it with regards to his own poetry, he said, I have much to answer for. My success in rhyme has produced a shoal of ill-spawned monsters who imagine because they make words clink, they are poets. It requires a will-o'-the-wisp to pass over the quicksands and quagmires of Scottish dialect. I am the spunky. They follow me in sync. Which, <laughs> first of all, very good like imagery use using the will-o'-the-wisp twice to say that he's kind of like above it. But this is like an like an Azalea Banks level diss on someone, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a good read. It is a good read. Credit where credit is due. He may not have been the most personally imaginative person, but he could read. He could definitely read. <laughs> <laughs> so there is now a lot of more folklore, but there is some mundane explanations into what Willy the Wisps actually could be. Now, sightings of wisps do not exist anywhere. This could be because they're seen on land that was that has been over farmed or has been built over. So mm. you you will only see them anywhere because yeah. the main theory for what wisps actually are is the expulsion of bog gases, which is natural methane, then being ignited and turning into like a kind of phosphorescent flame. Another theory is that it's like phosphorescent algae, which doesn't make sense because travellers would follow them and they have often been said to have been moving. Also doesn't make sense for it to be like bog fire unless it was like insistent moving patterns, which could, could definitely be possible, but... If that's what they are, then over farming or the expansion of like settlements could be an explanation for that. Uh, even then, folk have done studies on like natural gases to see if they like produce lights, but they they didn't really. They kind of produce like a colorful smoke that hangs in the air, but no like this bright light that like people. Fire. Yeah, no like an in every culture or in the world that's like fire it's like blue or green fire it's no i don't know maybe it's like when you turn a bunsen burner down <laughs> <laughs> something like that okay and i'm like quite bad for being like this folklore's true because i want it to be but this one like, but this one <laughs> this one I think there's so. merit in it there's merit in it. <laughs> there is merit 
Yeah, so that's been this episode of the Creepy Wee Podcast. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us at Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast. TikTok is the same, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod. And if you want to visit our website, thecreepywepodcast.co.uk, you can buy merch. And we'll see you again in two weeks. Bye. What should I sing? Uh, do you oh, believe in that? <laughs> that one before. <laughs> okay, wait, hang on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.